Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Are you trying to wrap your head around a roster and parenting plan? Are you worried that because your ex is in the military or a FIFO worker that you're never, ever going to know when and where the children are going to be and at what time? Well, this episode is perfect for you. Welcome, Mum. Hello, Laura. Hi, everyone. Now, this is round two of this episode because I just deleted it. So I am very, very, very sorry, Mum. But (laughs) as you said, it was a rehearsal. And now we've covered a lot of things that we're going to cover again, but in better depth. Absolutely. So to start with, we talked about, and and I want to acknowledge that anybody who's going through a separation, it's really hard if you've got kids and you are a single parent. And the thing is, though, if you've been a FIFO partner or a military partner, being a single parent isn't as hard because you've already been doing it for some of the time. Yeah. And I think that's worth acknowledging. And I know in the last one we recorded, we referred to some issues you might have if you're sick and you're stuck on the loo with <laughs> with the D word, but we don't have to say that word now. So this is why we did it twice, mum. But, you know, there are times when you are super sick and there's nobody else you can rely on or the kids, they're waking up every five minutes and you can't just tap out and go, can you please take the kids? Or if they come home and go, here, can here, you mind can the baby? Mind the baby? I need to have a break. Yeah. That's the, There's no option for that. No. And, and in single mother life and single father life, there's no option for that. It's hopefully you've got a good support group. But w- during the marriage, if you are living that life, I think that needs to be acknowledged. It does. And don't you dare tell anyone who's living that life at home that they are not contributing Mm. just as hard as the person who's on a fly in, fly out, or maybe on a going military training or whatever. Yeah. So I think let's acknowledge that right at the get-go, that you guys have done it tough. If you're listening to this, if you've got rostered people, shift workers, you name it, it's hard. It is Mm -hmm. hard. So the next question is though, mum, because most people, they go into a parenting plan or consent orders for Mm -hmm. parenting and it's such and such has half holidays, handovers on this day, easy peasy. It's not easy when it comes to shift work. And we've had so many people write in where they think they just can't either one do it or two, that if their ex is away, that means they look after the kids. And if their ex is home, it means they get the kids and, and at their whim and when they decide. And yes. I, I don't think that's fair. And is that fair? And is that what happens in the court? No, it's not what happens in the court. It's not fair on the kids because they don't know. And it's not fair on the parent who's left at home for their own mental health because they can't make any arrangements mm. because they don't know if their other partner is coming home. Particularly, I've seen cases where the person who is doing the FIFO or the shift work will not give the the other parent their roster. Mm. And so, you know, it just leaves everyone hanging in the air. So the court doesn't do that, but it's not easy. So I've done a, quite a few hundred roster uh, consent orders over my career. And I usually start by, I get the roster. So it, it can be done. It can be done. All right. I print out a calendar or you might not print it out these days. Oh, I could use my magic pencil on my iPad. Magic. Um, and then you start blocking out days and see what it looks like. Okay, so you start off with the calendar. Yep, and their roster. And their roster. Mm. And any day that they're away, you just black it out. That's right. Yep. And then the other days are days that are available Potential. for the person, yeah, possibly, to have time with the children. So then you start looking at... First of all, what's the maximum number of days you're going to have? And you, you need to look about that and then try and work out where, what days they have in those non-blacked out uh, parts of the uh, roster. And then with careful consideration of that 
and a bit of effort, you can draft a program of time for the children for each possible roster. Well, I was about intention. to say, so you can have one roster, but if they've got like six rosters, mm. you do it for all the different versions of roster. Yes. So, so some people will, they have mornings or then they have, you know, mornings for three weeks and then afternoons for six weeks, or they fly out at two o'clock on a Wednesday and they come back in at one o'clock. But then the next time it might be three weeks on, three weeks off. So all of the possibles, you do those and you give a specific. So you start off with if the ex, you know, whatever their name is, is working on roster A mm-hmm. as attached to this order. So you have to put the roster attached to the order so the, so the court can see if you're doing a consent order and make sense of it because it's very confusing to mm-hmm. those of us who don't work rosters. And then, but then they might have another time where they might work even if he's working evens or if evening. they are on military deployment. Yep. yep. Then this happens. Yeah. And then if such and such, if they're working on this roster, then this happens. And then you put the provided, however, one, that no time do they spend, the children spend more than five days, I think, or six or seven days with the father in, or mother in that session. And and then you also put provided that if FIFO stops, for instance, mm-hmm. or ship work stops, or they move closer to you or whatever, then this is the proposal that we have. Now, could the argument be for the person that's doing FIFO or military, oh, well, I still want 50-50, even though I'm not going to be in the state or in the country or in the town, I'm going to get my mum or my sister to look after the children while I'm away or my boyfriend or girlfriend. Is that acceptable? I don't think so. We're still thinking about the best interests of the children and sometimes something like that smacks a little bit of just taking the child away from you mm. rather than spending time or with the 50, child. Or 50-50 for child support reasons. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so what's generally expected is the the time for, you know, the shift worker's mum, sister, girlfriend, whatever, to see the children is during the shift worker's time with the children. So you normally won't get an order for the kids to spend time with someone else. Okay. You know, it's it's really between you most of the time. Okay. So it just means you've just got to nut it out. Mm. And then I liked, like kids I think need certainty. You need certainty as well. <laughs> you can put it on the fridge, mm-hmm. right? And one lady probably 100 years ago in practice, she put ladybird stickers on the days they went to their other oh, pa- parents. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. then they would cross off the days that as they come and they knew it was like two more sleeps till we're going to mummy's or two more sleeps till we're going to daddy's. Yeah. And and she set up something similar for at the other house as well. So the kids could keep track because, mm. you know, it is a bit disconcerting. Well, and yeah. another thing is you you put in as your provided. However, normally if they come back from a shift and they're absolutely pooped. Say it's night shift. They wouldn't want to be looking after kids straight from the minute they get home. So you've mm-hmm. got to allow some reasonable time for sleep. Even if they say they'll be fine, it's not sensible to be fine. And the chances are it won't be the best quality time. Right. So them. you kind of try and block off the travel day or the day yeah, the night. Or the get over get day. Home. So it doesn't matter how many rosters they've got no. or potential rosters they could have. You can try and come up with a way to word it in your thing and attach it yep. so that you can follow that along. I've never seen a roster that can't be licked by putting some orders and then the lovely thing is well it looks so gosh darn complicated Mm. it's amazing when they've been living it for a while people are very they're comfortable with it and they don't really need to read the orders they know the thing and and the, the key reason this works is that the other party gives you their roster as early as they can right and the key reason this might fail 
is if the other party doesn't give you their roster. Oh, how do you get them to do that then? Well, unless they provide the roster, they don't get the time. Okay. So you'd make the orders contingent upon him or her providing the roster. Right. Yeah. Within so, three months or within eight weeks of getting it, or there's, I have to say, there's a lot to fight about mm, <laughs> as you work it out. It does and sound a lot harder. It is a lot harder, but it's not impossible. Right. And, and it, so there's personality things. There's this what? feeling, I don't want to cater to that person's, you know, work. If they want time with the kids, they should get an, an ordinary job. Or there's well, the feeling like. What happens when that happens? What happens if they've been doing FIFO, they've been earning the big bucks, they've been going mm. backwards and forwards, and now that you're separating and they're like, I want 50 50 with the kids, even though they've never done yeah. it. And I'm not going to do FIFO, any, FIFO anymore. <laughs> FIFO. And people are like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, the, he's, he, or she's never had the kids for longer than a couple of days mm, on mm. their own. They're not going to cope. What, what can people do in that instance? I think try to be realistic and and cooperative if you can, and and acknowledge that they might want to spend more time with the kids, but perhaps a lead up to mm. that and get the children gradually used to it. And that's called step step yeah orders. Step, stepped orders where. A might be from this date to this date or until this child is this age, this will be the time they spend with the person and then B, from that date to this date or from this age, once once the child turns four, this is the time they spend. Or it might be for six months they do this and you gradually end up at where you both agree. It should be, and let's not forget that 50-50, the presumption of equal shared care is on its way out, Mm. thankfully. And it's we're just waiting on this new legislation. It's currently before the Senate and it should come into law around Christmas okay. this year, 2023. Right, and we're in October at the moment. Yeah, and, so, and it should be operative by July 24. So those people that write into us and say, my ex just turns up uh, whenever they want, they don't tell me what their rosters are, and then if I've got something planned or organised with the kids, they then say, I'm not making the children available. Yeah. And it's like this little You're trap. alienating. Yeah. So what, what do you say to those people? I think you be proactive and say, okay, this isn't working for the kids. We need some stability. I know from being with you that you have these sort of programs. It's three on, three off or whatever it is. I've got a proposal for each one of those alternatives. Sometimes they just have one thing. It might be three on, two off or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, and then put a proposal to them that on the days that you get back, you don't have the children, but the next day you have the children from nine o'clock in the morning and then you return them to me five o'clock on the afternoon before you fly out again, something like that. Just so you tie, it's like a narrative and it's tied in with the rosters, but then you've got to have the, or else if the roster changes or the husband, the father or mother is no longer flying fly out, then this is the time that they would spend, like I said, those stepped orders. Okay. Because it's and, a little. And again, it's general education. Yeah. Please go see a lawyer. Yeah. Every situation is different. And so with military, again, it's if they're, if they are on deployment, it's yes. this. If yeah. they're not on deployment, but they're doing yep. war games or whatever it is that they do, it's this. Yes. So you've got to sit down really and brainstorm what is every possible situation yeah. you just and how made, can we accommodate it? You just made me very proud. Why? Before, because you said the two words that every lawyer thinks of when they're drafting these things. Ooh, what what did if? I say? You said, what if? Oh, I said, what if? Yeah. Ah. So what if he stops going away? What if she moves closer mm. to here? What if uh, there's military deployment? What if the training, what if they leave the military? So you've got to have all those what ifs coming mm. in your plan yeah. or consent orders because it's really hard to change a consent order, isn't it? It is. And a parenting plan's really hard to enforce. So, yeah. so it's a bit of, we've done it. Uh, episodes, I think, on yes. those two yeah. components. So it's tricky, 
but it can be done is what you're saying. Okay, now I want to address, we're not going to talk about super or anything like that, but we're going to talk about the contributions because I hear this a lot. Mm. The person who's doing the FIFO is earning big bickies, big bickies, because let's face it, there's mines everywhere. and Yeah. And the other person's going, fine, yeah. you go do that. I will stay home. I will look after the children. But then they, then they say, well, you're not entitled to any of this money when they separate because I earned it all. Yes. Uh, we, we should say we're, we're from Australia and there are mines everywhere. Yes. And FIFO is fly in, fly oh, out yes. to <laughs> your job, whoever's listening to that. <laughs> and we also have D-I-D-O. What's that? Dido, drive in, drive out. Oh, Dido sounds <laughs> So one of, the, one of the mines I know in, in uh, WA, you fly to Perth and then you drive for six hours. So, yes. So, anyway, th- yes, what do you do about that? Well, we sort of touched on it. The contribution that you make as a, essentially a sole parent, running everything in the absence of another parent. If your child's sick and you're sick, there's no one else to take some of the slack. You just have to do it and there's no halfway point. So you have certainly earned your share of whatever has been contributed. Absolutely. So you don't take no for an answer when it comes to that. That that argument won't fly. Okay, good. Okay. And it's just particularly, you just need to mention it in your material, raise it early. Yes. And sometimes just the mere fact that she's been away for, you know, three weeks of every month for the last three years is enough for the court to say, oh, yes, well, you've made a greater contribution Mm. or you've made an equal contribution because it was hard work. Yeah. Uh, But sometimes you need to paint the picture of what a day is like and how how you manage. So sit down and have a little brainstorm before you go see a lawyer and write down what a typical day looks like for you. Yes. And get your evidence of the daycare and timetables and stuff. And often the people who are spending a lot of time from home, and I think this is sad for our society, a lot of time away from home, when they come back, they're kind of, uh, they don't fit back in because Mm. the machine of the household and the children is running very smoothly. And it's weird for it to change when dad comes back, particularly if dad is one of the authority people in the household. That really hurts and that Mm. can really... So sometimes uh, the very fact that a person's FIFO is enough to kind of trigger arguments and eventually the demise of the relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. And I guess anyone who is listening to this is probably very aware of that situation. But, you know, Mm. I mean, on the plus side, if you are leaving them, at least you'll be okay managing the kids on your own because you've done it before. On the downside, though, you know, it's going to be, it's rough for anybody going through this. Oh, it's really hard and it'll be hard. And, you know, the kids are used to one of the parents being away. So, but I don't think they ever really get used to it, but it won't be such a big shock for them. Mm. When yeah, they're out. So, what a, mm. so so basically, what you're saying is you work out the rosters, you black out the days they're not around, you figure out what days they can have the kids, mm-hmm. you figure out what days you want them to have the kids as well. Yeah. Not just if they can have the kids, mm. then they should have them. You're going to no. think, well, the same things that everybody else goes through in family law. You know, should the kids be with the parent for how many days and whatever? Yeah, like, or it why might be that on Wednesdays you have a set arrangement that you're going. You, you might have a little part-time job or you might 
go out to dinner or I don't know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And and so work around that as well. It's yeah. not all about the person who well, used to well, travel. Well, that's, that's the vibe I get though. Like I yeah. feel like anyone who's married to or uh, military or FIFO or anything, the, the whole house revolves around that person. They do. And so during the divorce and separation and negotiations, they still just assume everyone will and, revolve around and them. And so will you. You'll keep thinking, oh, oh I've got to fit in with them. But, but to be fair, if you're on a roster and you fly in, fly out, that's not as easy to change than if you were going to our place and doing a pottery class yeah. on Wednesday nights or yeah. whatever. So, it, you know, the court just works that. And the court says, look, the continuation of the fly in, fly out with its attendant big salary is a benefit to the family because it will be reflected in child support and the lifestyle the children have. Mm. But it's interesting, uh, we were talking about capacity earlier, about a person's capacity to earn. Yes. And sometimes people who are doing fly-in, fly-out, when they realise it's it's cost them their marriage and possibly, you know, if they continue it, they're not going to get much time with the children, they sometimes drop fly-in, fly-out and get a job nearer the house and, and you know, so that more stable and it's easier to make the arrangements for the children. Mm. Uh, so that can happen. Now, if the if child support, you know, we talk about capacity to earn yeah. everywhere, but I, I think the one place that, that the court or, and child support doesn't really uh, stridently stick to the capacity to earn is if someone who's been doing something extraordinary like flying in fire suddenly says, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to spend time with my children as I should. Uh, they won't be punished for that. You won't get more child support because they should have continued with the fly and fly out. The right. court accepts that okay. as, you know, as a, a legitimate does, reaction. Does the court, and I know they don't do primary carer anymore. There's no mm. such thing as the primary carer, mm. even though everyone still uses the term. But does the court see it has pretty much a fact that the person who isn't the FIFO worker, who isn't the military person that's always away, or some sort of roster person, they see it as a fact that they are the primary carer. You know you could find us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. We're there waiting for you right now. If you want to get more out of the Divorce Course, all you have to do is go to the Divorce Course podcast at Facebook or TikTok or the Divorce Course on Instagram. There we share bite-sized pieces of information and bite-sized inspiration and motivation to help you through this difficult time. Come and join our community and let us know you've joined. We'd love to see you there. But does the court see it as pretty much a fact that the person who isn't the FIFO worker, who isn't the military person that's always away or some sort of roster person, they see it as a fact that they are the primary carer? Maybe that they have been, but that isn't a factor the court looks at going forward. So that's where you probably have your family reports. Right. And sometimes, I mean, I can imagine a situation where a person's completely overstressed with staying home with children day in, day out while their other person's away. Mm. And then the person who's flying flat comes back, they might bring them a present, they play with them all day. Mm. There's a prospect that that person's going to be their, their bright, shiny favourite person. Mm. Uh, so, oh, that's yeah. so hard. It is so hard. Um, but they will soon identify, I mean, in family reports, the, court, uh, the reporter writers identify the person to whom the child will grow if they've hurt themselves. Okay. Mm.
Wow. And that's where they give themselves away. It's so hard, mum. Like mm. just I, I hate talking about family reports or, or analysing which parent the child likes more because mm. it is such a horrible thing that you usually don't do. Like you don't you, need to do it. And you can't unsay it. No. You can't unsay it, you can't unread it, and you can't undo and it. And there's seasons for kids, I think, where, yeah. you know, one season they might detest you. I know teenage girls <laughs> genuinely detest, usually detest their mother Did because you? it's their, <laughs> but you know, it's their rebellious yeah, phase. They don't want to be like you. That. But then yeah. later on, they love their mother. And when they're, you know, so that, yeah, that's stereotypical. But what I'm mm. saying is there's seasons for everything. So Absolutely. when it comes to looking at that, it's really, it breaks my heart because I know that it's not matter of fact, that's how it always is or how it will mm. always be. Well, that's why we have court child experts, Mm -hmm. and that's why family report writers usually are very skilled in observing developmental stages for children's child needs this at this time and as they grow older they're going to need this yeah and you know it might be that a little boy is going to identify with his father at some stage needs a father figure at some point or a girl coming into puberty might cling closer to the mother for a while so that that's why those experts come in. Right. And remember, you're not talking about being rewarded for your extra parenting or not. You're talking about how best to have the kids spend time with both of you in accordance with their needs and in order to make them reach their full potential. Right. So and to be the best they the can be. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. it, it does smart. It it does and it feels ungrateful. Being and judged. Yeah. But also too, you know, if you've ever have a partner who's got another partner and the children come back raving over what this other mother or other father has done. Yeah. And you're just like digging your fingernails and go, but I did that. But yes. yeah, but yeah. yeah. You've just got to let it all go and let yeah. the children be smoothly between the households without any Which is hard when it is a roster system. And I guess there might be some strategies that people talk about and how to, you know, transition kids into that. But like you said, people do get used to following these orders and rosters. Let's touch on manipulative and controlling. Mm -hmm. Now, I... Uh, like we've had people writing it and saying that, that they're FIFO, they turn up whenever they want, mm. they ask for the kids without any warning the day before, we've got plans, and then they say that I'm not making them available and I'm alienating them. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that in the court, That the whole alienation, using yeah. their roster as a weapon? So normally with, the, with that, we will have set, I will have set it up well beforehand by saying, very happy for the kids to come and see, of course, send me your roster. And, and I'll put something together. Or here's a proposal, but it requires your roster to be given to me every 12, at, within seven days of you receiving it each time. Mm. And uh, so you've set it up that way. They, if a person doesn't want that to be resolved, if they, if they want to go to court, they're deliberate, and they'll go, I'm not giving her my roster. So I, you won't get accused of alienation. You won't get accused of withholding. They really will look at the parent not giving the roster and goes, what's your problem? Mm. You know, mm. so you just have to set it up. So when an allegation like that is made towards your client, it's dealt with it and it's the... the so you, if you can show the judge and you don't have you don't have a lawyer, but if you can show the judge that you said, please, I want to sort this out, mm. can you give me a roster and we'll make plans? Mm. I, oh, and if they say at the last minute, I want to come pick up little Johnny, you're like, well, we've got plans. Could you give me your roster so we can make mm. it? A, like, So that would be okay. That would be okay. And but if, see even, a lawyer. Yep, see a lawyer. Even better, you probably have an idea of what their rosters are and it's probably one of three or one of four, whatever. And so you can... Even write your proposals down for rotation one, rotation two, rotation three, rotation four, and all that's missing 
is their roster right. to be attached and an obligation on them, put an order that they give it to you within seven days of them receiving it. Then they really look like a goose. Yeah. And when you go to court, you've made a genuine attempt and, uh, yeah, okay. you've deflected that. I think roster stuff is hard, but it's harder if you don't have a written plan and your what ifs. Yes. What if they stop? What if they change the roster? What if? What if? Okay. Mm. All right. So that's manipulative and controlling. High conflict. They want to fight everything. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like flying in, flying mm-hmm. out and changing of things, how do you make that work smoothly? Mm. The biggest problem I've seen with that sort of personality is that the minute they land, they want the kids. And they want them till the minute before they fly out. Right. Kind of and so they're fighting about those border times. Or just like every parent situation could be, they might be fighting over the number of days. Mm. Yeah. So, again. And what do you say just, to that? Well, you just say, look, it's no different. Yeah. Um, you might just be having your days in a bunch or, you know, uh, get some advice, go and see a, a family report, right? Get get a psychologist, agree on one to talk. What's developmentally appropriate for these kids? Is it appropriate that they don't see a parent for three weeks and then spend one week with the parent when they're home? And then, you know, can, can realistically, can he take them to school or she, can she, you know, all of that. So they're just, you just have to stay child focused. Okay. Here's an interesting thing though. Sometimes families move to an area for fly in, fly out work, but it might not be actually that close to fly in, fly out. So like the people in Perth who fly out to the mines or the people in Queensland, I know around Gladstone, Rockhampton, Mackay, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other if the central Queensland miners fly to any of those places or even to Brisbane. Mm. And so the person who is the has been at home caring for the children, they, if they want to move, the FIFO, FIFO person, fly in, fly out person, doesn't really have grounds to prevent them to move, to object to moving, because if they move them to a town that's just as close or or just as many hours travel or even closer, and there's no reason why they were stuck in the other town, well, Rose's case, MRR and DRR, yeah, the court, basically what they can say is, well, he can fly there. He can change his destination and fly into that town as long as there's accommodation and all of those okay. sort of things. That's it's a bit interesting. Know. Okay. Sounds like a nightmare, to be honest. It's what, hard. what about when it comes to the the amicable and its roster? So that should be fine. Easy. You should have no Easy problems peasy. whatsoever. Yep. Yep. And then the other one is a avoidant. child-focused. Yeah, avoidant. Again, look, you know, I know we haven't talked about this. Right, write them a letter, email. I haven't talked about this. I've had a go at working out times for you, what do you reckon? Mm. And do it all already and they just have to go, yeah. Or you can say, if I don't hear from you, I'll assume you're okay with it and um, the kids will be, you know, available to see you at 4 o'clock on Wednesday or whatever and when you get back from your shift or, yeah. Also give them some times because I guess it's like any property settlement or any children's thing where you're just like, oh, my gosh, it's it's just so overwhelming. I don't even know how we could figure out how this is going to work. And if you've got an avoidant ex or if you're that person, you're just like, oh, well, let's just not do anything. Let's just live in limbo. I think there's some lawyers who struggle with rosters. Really? um, Because they'll say, oh, provided that the, the children will spend time for four days a week provided the roster allows or something like that. Oh. 
and and that just leaves everything up in the air. And that it's means no, anything. So it, it, it's hard work, and and you might think it's like that knot you can't get undone, but you will be able to. Okay. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is you got to put your thinking hat on, get a cup of tea, get lots mm-hmm. of chocolate, coloured pencils, get a rost, get their rosters, get any what ifs. What are the potential things that could happen? What are the potential job things? Mm-hmm. Try and think about every scenario possible. Yep. And any scenarios yourself that you have, yes. and then put them in. And then plan, okay, if it's this scenario, how would it work mm-hmm. with the kids? If this scenario, how would it work with the kids? Because I guess when you look at parenting plans for people that don't have FIFO or military or whatever, they, they have That's that in there anyway. They, they go, if Christmas. it's school time, yeah. then this yeah. happens. If yeah. it's holiday time, then this happens. So all you're doing really is breaking it down even more yeah. to saying, if it's school time and this roster's happening, then this happens, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's right. You do it in, um, I'd be doing it with headings mm-hmm. and of, of the roster and so forth. And don't forget your normal Christmas and other special days. But yeah, it, it can be done and it really brings some certainty to the table for everybody, including yeah. the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're sitting there at the moment pulling your hair out, yeah. going, oh my gosh, this is insane. I guess with military, you know, it can be uh, if they've got duty or if they've got uh, like those war game things they do or if mm. they're you know, going away for deployment or, mm. or to war or whatever it's called. You've got all of that to consider, but I am sure that there is a way to deal with it and there's a way around it. Yep, I absolutely agree. Yes. It is hard, but it, you can get a, get away around it. And let's face it, Family Law Act's been around since 1975. And the military's been around. The military's been around forever. all that time. The rosters of systems have been around that time. Yeah. So that's why sometimes you'll find a set of orders that are, almost 30 pages long Yikes. but it covers every scenario yeah if you've you know if you had people that you really thought would keep getting along mm. then you could put like depending on his roster which he'll provide one week after gets it or she gets it the time with the mother will be as follows on da 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 on da 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 and put the dates and uh, like the times and then with no, no weekly period of time to be more than five days or whatever it is. Just so, like you put the parameters in, yeah, and then you should be able to, if it's if it's amicable, being able to just um, email it off and get their buy-in. And if it's manipulative and controlling, check for loopholes. Oh my gosh! And give it to somebody else and go. Can you find a loophole in mm-hmm. this? Because How could they hack this? They they won't want to have that agreement because it it stops the fight. It, they don't have control over you. They would rather have you dancing. So if you've got a, a very vague parenting plan mm. or a very vague consent orders for parenting, that's really not going to help you because if it's vague, you can't say, but it says this time, this date, mm-hmm. this place. That's right. So, But then when you start doing that, you better make sure it's all in there because if it's not in there and it's such a detailed arrangement, it, you know, there's there's assumed that there's no sort of unspoken mm. things, so no agreement things. So are you saying there's some lawyers that aren't very good at this, but there are lawyers that are good at it. What should people be looking for? <laughs> no, but but I, no, okay, you didn't say they're not good. No, You're I saying didn't. some lawyers just kind stuck. of don't know how to deal with That's it. That's right, yes. So what, what should people be bringing if they're military mm. or FIFO or rostered? What do they bring into to a lawyer for, and what do they look for in a lawyer to help them with this? Uh, you will gauge from the first appointment, if they can help you. Um, I'm hoping if they've done our course, they could probably do the orders themselves. Actually, listening to this, probably you can do the orders yourself. But, yes, you want to get legal legal advice advice and get them to look at it and the what-ifs from a lawyer 
Yeah. Lawyer's side. I think, you know, we talk about perhaps our clients being avoidant. Mm. I just think our listeners might be stuck. Some of them might be overwhelmed rather mm. than avoidant. Mm. It's not that they don't want to sort it out. They and don't know where to start. It, they don't know where to start. Mm. It just looks all too hard. So if, if they get one message from today is that you can work it out. Yeah. You could just put all the what-ifs in, you know, and and make it clear uh, the parameters and attach the rosters, make an arrangement for the rosters to be given to you and make a proposal for each type of roster and your home and hose. Okay. Mm. So you're saying you'll get a vibe from the lawyer if they, mm. they're willing to help you or they know what they're doing um, and also take the rosters with you? Yes, yes. Uh, take as much information as you can about the FIFOing mm-hmm. or the military stuff so that they can get their head around it. it. It takes longer than you think, or maybe that's just me, but people who have lived with the rosters for a couple of years are very au fait with it. Like mm. they, oh, yes, no, he's on evenings on that day. and um, So you've got to get that sort of familiarity into your lawyer's head. Yes. And then they can work with it. Right. And and you ultimately, I think if you run your eye over it and the what ifs, you're the person who knows more than perhaps the lawyer, your own personal situation. Yeah. And make sure those what ifs are addressed. Definitely. Mm. Okay. All right. So if you're out there right now and you've got some ex that's just turning up whenever they feel mm. like it, not keeping you in the loop of their roster and you're just pulling your hair out because you just want to have some stability and let's face it, kids need it and you need it, then, you know, give it a try. Get your colouring pencils out. Yes. Sit down at the coffee table and give it a go. And, you know, obviously if you've got a manipulative controlling or a high conflict, you need to kind of suggest Cover your, their yeah. idea as yeah. well and make them involved. Otherwise, they're not going to want to have mm-hmm. a bar of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with with your avoidant people, then, you know, do it all for them and say, hey, I look look at this. I've come up with this idea. What do you think? But you can do this. It's mm. not It's not hard. You don't have to live day by day, week by week, month by month. It is not a good way because to Because you matter too. Yes. Every, everything was bent towards the other person's career because they were earning the big money mm-hmm. usually, or you might have decided jointly that your partner would go into the Defence Force for that extra income and so forth. But your life still matters and it matters going forward as well. So don't be afraid to uh, put your needs. Yeah. You up. have a life. Yep. And you, you might want to finally have a career. Yeah. Because you're not slopping around different towns. Picking up after them. Yeah, yeah. And following the work. That's so not your job. No. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mum, for your time. And everybody is listening. Good luck. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.